Tarek's gone missing, a floating controller, and a handheld Xbox? Hello, and welcome to the Straight Up Games Podcast. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Straight Up Games Podcast. Uh, this week, it's just me, I'm Mickey, and Graham. Hello. Uh, no Carrick. <laughs> Guess who's back? Um, Mr. Carrick is otherwise engaged, and we've got a lot of that coming up. So, should we talk a little bit about the schedule before we promise to be back? <laughs> and then we're not actually back. Uh, so, Carrick is celebrating a birthday tonight. Yes. Fair play. Hope you have, hope you have fun. Um, and then he's in Prague. Mm-hmm. On the piss, I assume. Uh, yeah, definitely. That's the only reason you got to Prague, right? Yeah, that's what he's been playing. Beers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then from Saturday, you're in Bahrain. Yep. And then you got something else coming up? No, I'll be back the week after that. I think we're only going to miss okay. a week. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then from the 26th, uh, well, technically the 25th, I'll, I'll be in Dallas. Big old Dallas. Celebrating with the Dallas Cowboys for not winning anything once more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's that's the the schedule coming up. We should only dodge one week, I, I think. think. So yeah, um, but then we will be back in action. Um, not much else to say. Please do the usuals. Please share it where you can. Tell all your friends. Uh, yeah, ring, word of mouth is king. It is. Ring Look North. Tell them to do a segment. <laughs> <laughs> we want it all. <laughs> Let me know if you do, so we can tune in and watch that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Loads of people getting places for the Great North Run this year, so she'll get loads uh, of stickers printed off and just I saw it mine yesterday. Did you? Uh, Are you in? I'm in. Are you going to run as a bridge again? As a bridge. I love it. We'll yeah. share more on that as that happens. <laughs> um, but, speaking of bridges, here's a bridge to the next segment. <laughs> should, should we uh, talk about what we've been playing? I'll let you go first. Okay. I want to play the game. You're going to play the game? I'm going to play the game. Guess <laughs> what I've been Ooh, playing. Ooh, are you playing Surprise the Game? <laughs> Straight up surprises. Straight up surprises. Guess what I've been playing. Okay, can we do questions like last time? Yes. Okay. Do that. Uh, is it on the PlayStation? Y- yes. Is it technically on a lot of things? Yes. Okay. Is it new? Yes. Ooh. Is it a re-release? No. Interesting. Uh... I can't think, despite being a video game podcast, I don't know any new games. Uh, Come on, Lynn. I've played the Skull and Bones open beta. No. (laughs) No, you haven't. I was waiting for you to say, does this game exist? And I was going to say, no. No. Come on, Lynn. How's that? Absolute shite. Really? It it looks like it's it's getting good preview. (sighs) Let me tell you why it's shite. Okay. Uh, that's not fair. Is it because it's taken forever, that's so it fair. feels old as fuck? It's <laughs> <laughs> it, the the thing with Skull and Bones, and I've I've watched I've we watched a lot of trailers. This thing has been in development. I think it's been in development longer than the age of my daughter, and she's eleven now. Wow. So, yeah. Anyway, um, so as a concept, I was bought in because I absolutely love Black Flag, and I think that's probably where they'll get the curve of their sales from. Yeah. People who love Assassin's Creed Black Flag will pick this game up thinking, this is Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Mm-hmm. Just more more ships. Now, the <laughs> now thing... New and improved with new, ships. Yeah, bigger ships. The thing that I couldn't get over in 2024 is a game where you, you sail around your ship and you'd be a pirate. If you stop at an island, the game cuts to black and just spawns your guy on the island. Oh, no. Like, surely we're at a stage now where... It does the animation, you dock your ship, you get off the ship, and you know, you 
Well, I mean, that's, the that's not new, though. That's like that's just life. Yeah, that's games. So the, the screen goes black, and all of a sudden you're you're on an island. Oh, nah, that's awful. So that's a bit old school. The controls when you're playing as a character are so janky. Like you're moving the thumbsticks, and nothing's happening. There's so much dead zone on the characters <laughs> when you're moving them, looking the ca- like moving around with the camera. That's so that was really really odd. And then boarding the en- enemy ships. So in Black Flag, remember you board the ship, you get on board, yeah, yeah. take the cap now, take the crew out, you you claim the ship and off you go. On this, you throw your hooks into the ship, and it just says on the screen, ship ship um whatever you call it. Uh, you've you taken the ship, here's the supplies you've got, and nothing chored. happens. Yeah, just, just you, chored. You chored the ship. <laughs> Talked it. <laughs> so it doesn't do any of the sort of the, the piratey stuff where you'd expect to swing on board and take yeah, out a yeah. load of people in combat. I was expecting that, and it's not there. You you stick your grapple hook in, and it goes, well done, mate, you've got yourself a, chi- a ship, and here's some materials that you've nicked off the ship. Is it because it's big, do you think? It, it shouldn't matter. Like, it, Does it I, feel big? Um, yeah, it does. The games, the, the, the open space feels large, and, and they've, they've been quite clever in how they've done some of the combat zones, because I'd imagine if you... The game's forcing you into combat, into mm-hmm. naval combat. And the, the, the put like a line in the sea where you've got like an, an area in the sea where you can't really leave the game space, the, mm-hmm. the battle area, you know, in inverted commas, um, without sort of the battle ending. So it tries to keep you in, inside the battle. A bit yeah. like when you're playing Battlefield or whatever. So you, you can't escape or anything. I don't know if you can run away or, or sail away. So, <laughs> I didn't try. <laughs> we'll ask Rod Stewart. But it's just—I mean, it's, it is a lot of chaos when you're in, when you're in a in a big fight. Um, and the game starts where you, you you're in a, in a in a ship and you you you're battling the Brits and you get taken out. And the game starts you off with like a your tiny little ship and a little crew. And you, I guess the idea is to obviously build up your your crew and your ship to yeah. something much grander um, through progression and and what have you. But. Um, I was really hoping to enjoy the combat more than I did. Um, some of the sea creatures and stuff that, that try and attack you—it's a cool idea, but it just seems a bit. It seems quite old. The yeah. game—you can tell that some of the mechanics in the game have possibly been left in from the years gone by, and they've never updated them. Um, but and then when you've got like Ubisoft saying we absolutely justify the price point in this game because it's a full price it's title, seventy quid, yeah, yeah, sixty seventy quid. I don't see it. Nah. From playing it, and I thought I'm going to give it. I'm going to give this a go because it's been around a while, and everybody's talking about it. And it's it's going to be hilarious if, after <coughs> feedback like that, they decide to delay it a little bit more. Imagine. Well, this is the second second beta, second open beta. I don't know. I think. I, so. know. I think it's more than that. I don't know. Well, maybe. It's just like the character creators. When you start the game, your your character creator is you as the player staring into a puddle, and you design your character from your reflection in the puddle. Okay, <laughs> but it's all just like it's typical Ubisoft uh, NPCs and stuff. Like, there's no emotion when people are talking. Mm-hmm. The accents are horrendous. Oh, there's <laughs> no worse than no, that in games. That's like it's really jarring to listen to, and you think, uh, "Come on, man! Well, surely what, what, this isn't this <laughs> isn't <laughs> it. This isn't the answer." <laughs> Thing is, you don't even need voice actors <laughs> for a game like that. You just need people that. Fit. No, I'll I'll find. I'll see if I can find the clip I'm on about Mickey. I'll show you because I nearly turned it off. When oh, these characters no. started talking to us, but they're very, um, they're very sort of flat as characters. There's very little emotion in what they're doing. But if that's that's what you've come to expect from a lot of Ubisoft yeah. stuff, I think, which is mad because Ubisoft have always thrived on really great gameplay. I've, I've thought in the years gone by, but this is just not not delivering. And 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 that's not because it's not my cup of tea. Um, I really enjoyed a lot of aspects of Black Flag. 
And I think if they're taking some of the core mechanics of that outside of sailing about and the fact that you can board an enemy ship and feel like you've achieved something. Yeah, feel like it was you. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's not. Right. So, hey-ho, that's what I've been playing. Skull and Bones. Well, Who'd have thought I, it? I did not expect that. No. <laughs> not just because I don't expect you to play it, but because I don't expect it to be yeah. in a position to be played. This is the new game of surprising Mickey with what we've been playing. <laughs> I'm really annoyed. Carrick's like, yes, yeah, so what he's got to walk cannons on. I know, yeah. He's something with magic chisels. Uh, he's got a chisel, I said that. And he's got Mamiya. Yeah. Mamiya and his chisel. So Mamiya's when it kicks off. Hopefully, we'll, we'll get to hear all about his shenanigans on God of War when he's back. Yeah. Have you played anything else? Um, I started the Final Fantasy DLC. I've not really gone back to it yet. Um, I've got the demo to play Rebirth, but I've I've, I've had a minute of Final Fa- of away from Final Fantasy. Yeah. Um, I've I've been looking at the dash. I did after your chit chat last week. I have picked up all the Bioshock games oh, yeah. <laughs> in the sale. Nice. And uh, not because I want to play them now, because. I got scared that they might take them away yeah. and I might never be able to get them again. It, that is a very real yeah. frightening yeah. Ex- experience right now. Mm-hmm. Like big, big games that are just dropping like flies. Yeah, so I, I made the purchase to trigger the license and they'll just sit and yeah. in perpetuity, hopefully. And like digital somewhere. dust. Yeah, that's, that's, how, that's how you waste money. <laughs> <laughs> Fair so, enough. Yeah, that's, that's largely been it. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm away on holiday next week and when I come back, I'm be ready to pick up Rebirth. Can't wait for that. Nice. I'm excited for you. What about you? I finished Bioshock, oh. and I'm now in a pit of despair because no game has matched no games has but that yeah. level. Um, Have you not started one of the other ones? Then I nearly went straight into Bioshock Two. Yeah, and I'm I'm even put off that because I just need mm. a minute to just like enjoy what happened. I thought it was quite nice after last week's show. We got quite a few messages from people saying I played Bioshock. Yeah, like photographs of the TVs. Proper stuff. Lush. <laughs> yeah, Proper lush. everybody just bought straight back in. Um, I think that's what they call influencers, Mickey. I think we are influencers <laughs> now. Just, uh, I think that also means we're owed money. Uh, come on, TK. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> a few quid for that. <laughs> um, no, I've, so I finished it, and I finished it on hards with no Vita Chambers, yeah, and I got all that. the collectibles. Yeah. Um, that, what's that achievement called? Brass, brass, brass balls. Brass balls, that's it. Um, and then there's uh, You're Really Good at This or something like that, which is the Survivor difficulty that they released with the remaster. It's a uh, like okay. one-up. I didn't do that. No. Um, there's an exploit, apparently, that you can just reload your save from before the big fight at the end. Oh, uh, okay. Um, and just change the difficulty halfway through the scrap and uh, get the Survivor one. Yeah. Um, just purely because I didn't want to, like... I'd just had that amazing experience. I'd worked my arse off for it on hard. Yeah. And I just thought, if it's harder than that, I might yeah. actually get fed up. Yeah, okay. So I just took that and, and ran with it. Um, a lot of bugs... Which is a shame. Um, like at one point, I lost an hour and a half's worth of gameplay mm. just because me the the game just crashed, oh, okay. and that happened quite a lot. Where I was just kicked back the dashboard. Mm-hmm. Something that's not really happened since the three sixty no, days. No. Of like, <laughs> well, oh man, I've been kicked back the dash. Yeah, like foaming. Yeah. Um, I haven't had that in ages. But I forgot about all the, that. the game itself is just immaculate. Yeah. Like it really, really is. Yeah, there was different. It's funny because playing it after all this time. You enjoy different parts of it that you maybe didn't enjoy the first time, and now I dislike a few parts. Like mm-hmm. I remember the first bit going through becoming a big daddy, mm-hmm. and I always thought that that was really good. Mm-hmm. But having played it this time, it felt a little bit rushed compared to the rest of the game. Yeah, you got to pick all the parts, don't you? To, to yeah, segments at a time, and you kind of yeah, just go from like one section the to the next, one yeah, section yeah, yeah. to the next, and there's like a lot of story thrown at you at once. Mm-hmm. Whereas the rest of the game is like really nicely paced. Yeah, you, yeah. you get like. 
drip-fed clues to what the story might be. Yeah. Um, and then another bit, I used to think the the Andrew Ryan segment. I'm mm-hmm. trying. Do, do we do spoilers at this stage? And like, yeah, I think possibly. so. So for a game that came out in 2007, yeah, yes, that's your own fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Would you kindly play it? Would you kindly block your ears <laughs> if you actually give a shit? <laughs> um, so the the Andrew Ryan piece, obviously, we know that like the the a majority of the game builds up to meeting the him. Yeah. Um, and then you meet him, and the story hits you in the face. Yeah. Massively. Yeah. yeah. So. At, at the time, I remember thinking, "Oh, well, you don't even get to fight him. Like, that's why has he done that? Yeah. It made no sense in my in my head as to why he would just finish himself off like mm-hmm. that." Play mm-hmm. this time, and I picked up on a few more things. Like um, the the Vita chamber in his room is mm-hmm. is completely off. You have to turn it on. Oh, really? So, like, there was a button to activate. So he'd made that decision before you got there, uh. and he says something like. I could never hurt you or I could never lay a finger on you or something like that during his big speech of, um, you know, yeah, yeah. A, a man chooses a slave or base. Yeah. Um, and I just fell in love with it. I was like, <laughs> I used to think this was stupid. It was me that was stupid because yeah. this is this is incredible. It's it's practically cinema, <laughs> um, yeah. which I, it was just absolutely lush. And then obviously you move on through the Fontaine stuff. Um, Did you get the, the songbird Easter yes. egg? Yeah, yeah. I, I literally went looking for it. Yeah. Um, so when you first get into Cohen's area, there's that guy playing the piano. That's right, yeah. Um, which I'd, I'd forgotten a lot of Sander Cohen's stuff. Uh-huh. More importantly, I must have killed him because I let him live this time. Right, okay. And you can go to his house later yeah, on and yeah. then you fight him. Now, yes, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I have right. no memory of that, so maybe I did it, but I, I did it this time. Mm-hmm. Um, what a character. Like, properly lush. Yeah. Now... The the remaster's got these challenge rooms, and I'd like to get it out in the open that they can fuck off. <laughs> I've never been so stressed, confused. <laughs> it was it was just I horrible. didn't know this was a thing. So yeah, so the, there's like there's achievements for doing the challenge room in mm. the first one in under three minutes, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, that must be, you know speed running challenges of sound. I've done that in games. Mm-hmm. Nah, no way. Took us like. 30 plus attempts or something. Really? I finally got it under three minutes. Um, then there was one for like doing it without damaging anything or something like that. Couldn't couldn't do that in a million years. Uh, doing it without killing something. Nah, okay, I'm looking look this up. Have a go and immediately turn it off because you'll hate your life. <laughs> uh, so I didn't even try the second and third one because the first one was like enough trauma for us mm-hmm. to switch it off. Mm-hmm. But overall, that game is just so perfect, so yeah. polished. You're um, going to play the other two then? Yeah, hundred yeah, yeah, yeah. percent. I just you need to play the DLC, Mickey. Yeah, I just needed a break, like yeah, yeah. just because it was so good. It yeah, felt yeah. like I just finished God of War mm. or Breath of the Wild, yeah, yeah, yeah. like where I just had to sit back and go, "What do I do now? Like, what do you actually do now yeah. that follows that? What? Yeah, what lives up to that? Yeah, um, there's not much. No. So obviously, I'll be. I remember. I think the thing that makes us so hesitant about Bioshock Two is I remember not liking it the first time I played it, but then I fell in love with it the mm. second time. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm scared of that again. Um, the underwater se- sequences in Bioshock 2 are a bit annoying because yeah. it's quite sluggish and slow because you're moving through water, obviously. But mm-hmm. it's worth trying again. Yeah, yeah. So. I'll definitely, I'll definitely go. Yeah. Um, and then outside of that, I've been um, playing quite a few Switch games. Have you? Yeah. So a bit of Mario Party, mm-hmm. Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you share that the credits reel on Mario Kart. Oh yeah, you watched it. Yeah, yeah, isn't it lush? Really good. Properly lush. Yeah. Um, it, they're on YouTube for anyone who listened yeah, to that chat the other that. week and uh, about the Mario Kart new credits, the the booster credits. Mm-hmm. Just so much work's gone into that stuff. 
like things and stuff. Yeah. Um, so bravo to, the, to everyone who was involved in making all that kind of stuff. Um, and then uh, I had to go through like it's been a while since I've checked out the SNES games and the oh, '64 okay. games and stuff like that. So just had a bit of a muck around on those. Did you see the retro controllers that CKRD company have released? No. Pope's done the designs for them. Pope Art. Mm-hmm. I'll send you them. But he's released the they're releasing a series of classic NES controllers for the Switch, and they look amazing. You know, these are the guys who do the big cradle for the Switch. It makes it like Steam Deck size. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the hard um, the hard cases. K- CKRD, CKRD, I think it's it's cracked, I mm-hmm. guess. The, but it's, they're worth checking out. But yeah. they look really cool. I'll have a look. Yeah. Uh, I, I try to play um, Pokemon Stadium on the 64. Oh, dear. And I was like, why did I miss out on getting one of those wireless Nintendo 64 yeah, controllers? Because yeah. playing with a Switch pad is yeah. awful. <laughs> um so yeah, I'll, I'll check those out for the, the, the yeah. NES games. Um, and then outside of that, not much else. Went up with Kielder and played mm-hmm. uh, Gallagher on the arcades and Bent. had the absolute time of my life in Pac-Man. Uh, I'm not as good as Pac-Man as I remember. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, everything else was still sound. Was it a pound a turn? <laughs> yeah, it was. Like, yeah, which for Pac-Man's devastating, yeah. but, uh, but for the other ones, it was all right. Yeah. Uh, it was like a Namco selection. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's what we've been playing. Uh, a bit shorter this week because Carrick's probably been playing God of War and would have had yeah. we absolutely gushing <laughs> over what he's been doing with that. Yeah. Um, but without someone else to chat about what they've been playing, we'll look at some news. Yeah. So I think there's only one place that we can start this week. Okay. Uh, and that's following on from last week. Xbox <laughs> are going to set a, well, they've set a date, 15th. 15th? Yeah, Thursday. Um, Thursday. The day that this comes out, they're going to do a podcast about. Yeah, that crack, and we're gonna miss it. Rude that they didn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> rude that they didn't give the Straight Up Games podcast the announcement. But awful. Um, two things I took from that announcement of the date. The first thing, it can't be that big of a strategy change for them to announce it on the podcast because that would make shareholders very unhappy. Mm. Um, if it's properly strategy breaking, it's going to either be an announcement of its own, mm-hmm. or it's going to come from something high up as like a, a press release post. Uh, so for it to be on the podcast and just a chat, like an open chat, and I can't imagine it is open. They'll be reading. It'll off. be scripted. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Or at least it'll be memorized because Phil's very good at that. Yeah. Um, but either way, the podcast's not the platform for something outrageous. Now, so far, anyway. <laughs> so far, <laughs> we've done some pretty outrageous things on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> when <laughs> we can't get fired from a trillion dollar company. That's true. <laughs> um. We could get bought by a trillion dollar company. That would be nice. Straight Up Games Podcast (laughs) is up for sale. (laughs) Um, So two things to to come off the back of that. The first thing is rumours of a handheld Xbox thing. This was properly rumours, people pissing in the wind a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, But now Phil has been liking pretty much everything to do with an Xbox handheld on on Twitter. Teasy Phil. Properly teasy Phil. Um, And and if that's the case, Mm. then I'd mentioned to you two that to you two, to you and Karaku is not here. Um, we should get like a cardboard cutout. Yeah. <laughs> um, either that or just like one of them Hasbro ones. Or yeah, that'll do. <laughs> um, I'd mention to you two that if if it's if it's a handheld, yeah. presumably that means it's running on Windows. Yeah. Hopefully it's Xbox OS as well. Yeah. But if it's running on Windows, then you can get Steam, and if you can get Steam, you can get PlayStation games, <laughs> which would cause absolute carnage. Mm-hmm. So if this is all connected, maybe the deal is that they're given PlayStation some titles because now they can have PlayStation games no matter what anyone says. 
Yeah, I mean that that is a very good theory, I think, because it's a show of faith. Yeah. A little bit. And we don't know what PlayStation strategy is now that um my man's gone. My man. <laughs> my, my, my mind's gone Jim black. Ryan. Jim Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> now that he's gone. Um we've got no I know Herman Hulse who heads up PlayStation Studios is probably gonna take the helm, but yeah. Um what the strategy is we don't know. But if Xbox come and go say, Do you want some games? Because we're just gonna give everybody your games anyway. Yeah. Because I mean you look at the um, the other devices in the market which support this type of um, style of play where you can play on a Steam Deck or on, a, on an Asus Rouge Alloy or, <laughs> <laughs> or the Lenovo Go, it, the, there's, there's a, definitely a market for these devices. And oh, the, without a doubt. Yeah, the fact that Xbox could say, here's our device, you can play PlayStation games on if you want. Mm-hmm. It's got nothing to do with, with us if you do. And I think the the difference that um, Xbox would have is that yeah, Xbox is usually behind in hardware sales. Yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of brand loyalty there. Yeah. And I think the other ones that have done really well yeah. don't necessarily have that brand. No, loyalty. they don't. So Not at all. Not Xbox at all. could enter the market and just take a massive chunk of that for themselves. And imagine, like, think back to when, like, PlayStation would do crossplay, for example. Mm-hmm. Microsoft were all like Nintendo. Yeah, everybody can play Fortnite together, no problem at all. And so Rocket League or whatever, and PlayStation like no. Yeah, <laughs> no, we're not playing. I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. <laughs> but now it's like, if that does happen, it, it's it's a funny scenario because it's how naive to think that for PlayStation to say yes, you can play, you can buy first party games and play them on a Windows device. Mm-hmm. Never think that Microsoft would just go, we'll have play your PlayStation games on Windows on an Xbox device. Like it's yeah. Why didn't we see this coming? And we don't know this obviously for sure, but it's a very, very interesting theory. It is. It makes a lot of sense from from an Xbox strategy point of view too, because you know they've been pushing, they haven't been pushing PC necessarily, but mm. it's in recent years, after the games for Windows debacle, where like they just let it rot. Yeah. Um, the, we are at a place now where PC gets a lot of love. Yeah. Games that aren't on Xbox, specifically PC, that, that I mean, that app needs some work and stuff like that, but like. They've been pushing PC really, and is that has that all just been the appetizer to the main <laughs> yeah. course? Because oh, yeah. it would make an awful lot of sense, probably. And then when you if if it supports Bluetooth devices and all that sort of stuff, yeah. I mean, if if there's a weird device on the shelf behind Phil on this podcast, then it's came over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that that's the thing. Like to your point, if it supports Bluetooth, all of their stuff is already set up to go because it, yeah. it it already works on microwaves and that. So like, it's not going to not work on this. <laughs> Um, but the headset, like that's going to be ready to go, and, yeah. and, and all the good, all the good stuff. But it's also, but it's also going to add, like when you look at, like this week, and we'll talk about Helldivers a bit. But there's games releasing from Sony's first party studios, or that they're publishing from a third party studio, which are getting the, the measuring the, the met, met, metrics of how well the game's doing is based on concurrent players on Steam yeah. mm-hmm. or whatever platform, and the fact that that would still occur, just more people will be doing it, yeah. or they'll be doing it. More often because they can play on the PC at home or on a device, whether that's an Xbox device or a, you know, Asus or whoever, it's just accessibility to the games, and it's interesting to see what how Microsoft put releasing an Xbox piece of hardware would switch up the dynamic a little bit of that conversation. Yeah, it would. It really would. And then when Carrick mentioned last week about the potential release of another PlayStation handheld, that the that the um the portal's like a light version of something else to come. Mm-hmm. Then Xbox Moses saying, "Here you have 
these games to play on your, your funky handheld. The, the worry that I've got there is that if PlayStation were doing this and, and Xbox weren't, people yeah. would be excited. Yeah. But the problem that PlayStation have got is that they go th- they say things like, you need a PlayStation 5 running at home to yeah. make this de- yeah, device yeah, yeah, work. Yeah. And if they go that route now, yeah. why would anyone pick it out of all the other handhelds? Makes no sense. No, it doesn't. Um, so I hope that... <laughs> I hope they're ready for that conversation and haven't just thought <laughs> Xbox wouldn't do that. Yeah. Um, especially with the Switch 2 around the corner because we don't know what that's going to look like. No, either. we don't. And you've got, I mean, the, the thing on Thursday, the podcast is Phil, Sarah, Bond, and uh, Matt Booty. Yeah. Who are essentially the, the you know, the, the main the main people of Xbox. Yeah. The, um, you don't get how much higher than that in terms of the, their business. So they've obviously got something quite yeah important to to discuss otherwise it'd be fill on a pre-record message i certainly think it's going to be important i just don't think it's going to be like because it, it's funny this one of the things i want to mention was like xbox people will complain about xbox not communicating with the fan base now yeah i always say marketing geek xbox have generated more hype for xbox with bad press yeah, over yeah, the past couple yeah. of weeks by saying nout yeah than they've had in years yeah like helldivers 2's come out and the only stat I've seen floating about about that is that it's beaten God of Wars the so it's like the most it's got the highest player concurrent rating on Steam of any PlayStation game. That's right, yeah. Why are we talking about PC? Like I, I want to know about how Helldivers is doing on PlayStation, but all I can hear is Xbox, 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 no matter which route I look. Mm-hmm. Um and all they've done is ignore everyone. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's perfect marketing. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. so you know, fair play to them. It might be absolutely nothing. But why not be trending yeah. every single hour of every single day? Well, the rumours were it was going to be, and we'll find out on Thursday, it was the majority of first-party titles. But then there's things are starting to sort of creep through. It sounds like it's sort of older stuff, like yeah. Sea of Thieves. And, and It sounds uh, like a lot of people on Twitter went, oh, and, 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 yeah. and Starfield. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, Halo. And Indiana Jones. Yeah. yeah. And, and maybe not. Yeah. So, yeah. A lot, a lot to come, I guess, from the fifteenth. Sod's law that it's the one that we'll miss, but we'll come back to an absolute yeah, yeah. shit show. Chaos, All right, yeah. <laughs> or we'll come back and say it was now, and we'll still be talking about it like when it was the Activision deal. Yeah, uh, but hopefully not. Um, speaking of fifteenth, mm-hmm. and I'm excited for this. Uh, potentially a Nintendo Direct. Mm-hmm. Now we've still not heard anything about this, so it could be false. But usually, when Nintendo Direct dates get leaked, they're bang on. Yeah, they are. Um. If it's not been announced within two days of the show, it's typically a, a partner direct. Tinfoil hats on. Oh, yes. <laughs> if, if Xbox have got an announcement to make on the 15th and we don't know what it is, and um, Nintendo come up with a partner direct from uh, from out of nowhere. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> come yeah. on. Two, yeah. two is six. It's, ga- <laughs> <laughs> it's Game Pass on Switch. It's got to be. Something along those lines. Very odd because Nintendo aren't stupid. They wouldn't go up against Xbox big announcement if they didn't have something to say. No, it would have to be streaming though. Yeah, I mean, Sea of Thieves and Hi-Fi Rush would probably play on Switch. Yeah, um, I think so. But I'd, outside of that, you think mm, how they're gonna? Yeah, they gonna get that? The, especially not indie. Certainly not Starfield. Um, no, even Halo Gears. Nah. No. And they don't fit on on mm, Nintendo, really. No. Um, well, the file size, even alone, like mm-hmm. for a game that big, like you talk, it'll, it would fill the switch. The in some cases, they won't have the capacity to hold it. So yeah, maybe it's just groundwork for Switch Two. Maybe. I mean, it's going to tear the rule book up for this because if 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 Xbox come out on Thursday and do 
some of the stuff that's being rumoured is just going to tear up the rule book of what what the video games industry has looked like for the last 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like, <laughs> yeah. there's always been like this. Them or them. Yeah, it is. Whether it's, you know, Atari or, you know, mm-hmm. Spectrum. and But even like right through to when... Um, PlayStation and Nintendo were working together to make a console, and PlayStation went, so yeah, I'm taking this, I'm going over here. <laughs> yeah. I've got my own console now. And then the Saturn and Dreamcast, when they fell apart, and it's the, the it's such a competitive market. And it does it's, take one slip up uh, yeah. to, to start <clears throat> yeah. dropping. It's quite um, exciting to see what they're going to do. It is, and they've committed to hardware. Like I think people are forgetting that thing as well. The, the fact that, well, the rumour is they've committed that to the staff yeah. at Xbox to say, when we're not shelving the xbox <clears throat> and they do need a box but to, to the arguments we talked talk about last week which was a great point from the character raised is that it can't be seen as the beta box no it can't be doesn't work like that <clears throat> no if that just means games are delayed whatever it might be but yeah they can't be doing that that's not gonna fly no. people will stop paying for the subscription they will they absolutely will um no. but yeah we'll, we'll have to keep an eye on it um you know Send us a message if you can't wait because we want to chat about it as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but enough about Xbox. There's been two things that I think we want to talk about on the PlayStation side yeah. this week. Um, the first one that, surprise, surprise, if you release a Splatoon ripoff about foam, it's going to be shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, the more I saw that game, the more I was like five out of ten. Yeah. Uh, what did it get? It was like six. Six fives and sixes. It's got I. Yeah, awful. Um, did you see that coming? Die. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and um, it it released on PlayStation Plus, um, which some game, which a lot of games have in the past. Like when I got me PlayStation Five, um, the Abe's Odyssey remake released on yeah, PlayStation yeah, Plus, I and that. I absolutely loved that. I don't think it reviewed very well, but I absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. But these arena shooters, like that, that Splatoon, do so well. You can see there's there's a there's a formula that people are going to rip off, and yeah. that's what's happened with any um, battle arena uh, battle royale game. Hundred percent. Oh, you know. Games take ideas from each other, but yeah, just if you're playing Foam Stars and you're enjoying it, let me know because we're not seeing it. <laughs> if you're playing Foam Stars and enjoying it, have a word for yourself. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna. Let's not slam Foam Stars. No, let's not. I'm not gonna knock people for having fun. If it's fun, no, it's fun. It's fun. Uh, yeah. So yeah, good. Well, for you. It might be like the type of game where you get your playstations together and play in a room, and we'll go. You know what? I'll leave my words there because that's it. Because that was could be, phone. Yeah, yeah. It could be really stuff like that, but. I think the microtransactions people were complaining about and, and stuff like that. Oh, really? Um, yeah. There's a. Uh, <laughs> I'm flitting between here, but microtransactions just made us remember. Have you seen that there's uh, Diablo Portal skins no. that you can buy for the same price as Pal World? <laughs> what? <laughs> All it does is change the color of your portal in Diablo. For 25 quid? For 25 quid. Isn't that ridiculous? That's disgusting. Yeah. They need to have a How are they getting away with that? Well, Blizzard. <laughs> Phil's buying them he's always on bloody Diablo yeah, he's, probably, he's probably bought them it's off. quite funny because one of the news started sort of spinning up last week about this these changes to the Xbox strategy there's <laughs> just pictures of Phil's playing Diablo I love it I, well I remember when the Activision Blizzard thing was kicking off and he was on Starfield like, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just like level 42 yeah. exploring Mars <laughs> Yeah. Uh, good for Phil. How many fucks given? None. Absolutely yeah. zero. And then you know what it is? He'll rock out, put his cock on the table, and go, "Way have some of that." And then go back and play a different game. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's on the menu screen. 
I he's not he's, played Diablo. I, at I all. guarantee he pays someone to play games to make him look like yeah. an absolute. Get me game a scope, man. Yeah, I can't be the head of Xbox with oh, a game I need to be top of the leaderboards. <laughs> um, but yeah, Foam, Foam Stars rubbish. Foam Stars, yeah, Foam Stars rubbish. But Hell Divers Two, mm. seemingly very good. I'm seeing a lot of videos of people saying this game is a movie. Yeah, because the, the <laughs> a sequence, lot of Star Starship Troopers. Yeah, what a uh, film that was. Comparisons, yeah. Um, it looked great. Like I, it before, does. I was like really skeptical, and we've been very skeptical on this podcast because it just felt like a sort of like a a naff release. But mm-hmm. it really doesn't look like it at all now. It looks like, like good it, fun. It does look, look, look like a lot of fun. And the battle when you play on the battlefields and you see these sort of beams coming out of space and there's just stuff getting blown up left, right, and center. Mm-hmm. The, the animation cuts between first and third person look really fluid. Um, the character animation looks really solid. <clears throat> the um, UI doesn't seem too invasive on the screen the way they've designed it. So I'm tempted, me. Uh, yeah. If same, I can get actually. a few mates to play together, I'm, I'd be tempted. I, I genuinely would be tempted. And I it's think, not a full price release, it's only like 35 quid. Which I think is very smart for for the type of game yeah, that it is. Yeah, it is. Because um, I remember that Helldivers 1 was, um, I'm sure it was on PlayStation Plus at one mm, point, and it was yeah. the top down one. And this game looks like if a top down camera was moved down a bit, it looks the same game, but. Yeah, but yeah, new. yeah. You know, it's um, also done is taking the, uh, all the attention away from Palworld. It has. No one's talking about Power World anymore. Oh, I don't know. Like everyone's still doing stupid shit in Power World. I don't think. I don't think it'll ever <laughs> it's go. It's not away. like it's not the. F- it, you know, news, it's, it's news is all very quickly in this world. Yeah, yeah. But Helldivers Two seems to be just dominating everybody's feeds with footage and, and clips Lots of, of funny videos. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, it looks really, really cool. Yeah, I saw a <clears> couple <throat> of tweets about bugs and stuff, but the. They were immediately followed up by <laughs> like actual bugs, or just <laughs> <laughs> like broke broken parts of the game and a lot of server issues. But uh, they were immediately followed up with, but it doesn't matter because yeah. it's great. And uh, once okay. you get in, you're gonna yeah. have a very good time. Um, I would I would be tempted to play it 100. percent It's mm. just the time more than anything because like I don't know when I could play a game like that, knowing that you need yeah. to give it some actual effort. Yeah. Um, but good for them. It's good to see. Play- I think I feel like PlayStation needed it. Um, yeah, I've not seen the actual reviews come out yet because I think it's taking time for them. I think to it's review. sitting at about eighty-two because at the minute live service, and so they need to get into the service to play it properly. But yeah, mm. good start though. And it's one of those games where it's obviously just going to keep getting better as they improve mm. it and add things. And but it's, you know, PlayStation strategy is has been for years release a really good game at the beginning of the year, and they've released yeah. Eldarus two. They've got Final Fantasy coming out in a couple of weeks. So twenty twenty four is off to a cracking start straight away for them, mm-hmm. and we don't know what's to come. This is the this is the problem. Is like after Spider Man, we didn't know what happened next, mm-hmm. and then we did, and now after these, we won't know what's happening next. Nah, it's very um, piecemeal, isn't it? It's like yeah. we need the like the Avengers roadmap. That's what we need. Yeah, <coughs> we do for PlayStation I, because I feel like when you look at and Xbox and Nintendo for that matter. Yeah, especially Nintendo at the minute, you're just letting things dry up. Aye. Um, I feel, but I do feel like for Xbox, you could look at the coming soon's whether that's actually soon or later yeah and go yeah that one's for me whereas you would you might look at helldivers 2 and final fantasy and go nah that's not uh, for me or like general consumer who bought fifa and con mm-hmm. on looking at those mm-hmm. two games and thinking yes please um so i do th- they need to promise a bit more mm-hmm. a bit further out into the future than two games when you said coming soon there i had a flashback to when i worked at game and we used to have the coming soon catalog Okay. <laughs> and it used to be and Duke Newton Forever was in there my Forever. entirety of my entire <laughs> career at game <laughs> yeah but I was like people used to go in and be like can I have a look at the codes because where else did you get this information you know you back then like the internet was there was bits and pieces you could find out there but it was it was nice to have that sort of 
Oh, I didn't know that was coming out. And it was on an Excel spreadsheet. It was. Because <laughs> the, the publisher, <laughs> the publisher <laughs> just sent it through where we're, we're making these games, chuck it on your Every now shop. and then you would have the cover and every now and then you wouldn't. Yeah. It would just be a picture of like placeholder. Yeah. Title. Um, like a watchdog picture. Not like the watchdog just game, the like the TV. Was it. Like with someone's uh, silhouette. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vacant. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, bring that back. Uh, catalog, yeah. I was in game the other day, actually. Um... In the Newcastle store. Oh, yeah. It's just a wildly different place. It's just, yeah. It's weird. Um, but people were buying games, so that's nice. Mm. It's nice to see. I wasn't. I was buying no. Magic the Gathering. <laughs> 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 Which means I'm part of the problem. <laughs> uh, never mind. Back to Xbox. Uh, I think <laughs> this was announced today. Floating controllers. Yeah. This is bloody class. It's Back a great piece crazy, of promo. But class. More like, more of this with different designs. Yeah. Why didn't they do a Starfield one of these? Yeah. Mm. What we're talking about, by the way, is a June promotional. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe tell Starfield. Yeah. What we're actually talking about. Uh, so, June, I mean, this is a weird collab anyway. There's the Flight Sim stuff. Yeah. Um, and then just gen- general Xbox June 2 marketing. Yeah. Uh, which not? includes a floating controller. Yeah. Like an actual floating controller. And if you haven't seen this, go and have a look because it is class. Yeah. I don't understand it. You've got to take the batteries out to make it work, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's not just like Phil comes to your house with a bit of string. No. <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> um, I don't know how much it is. Did you see a price point on it? Nah. I, I don't know if, you, if it's on retail. Is it not, does it it's just price? one of sweepstake things. <clears throat> Possibly. I mean, they do a lot of that, don't they? Like design, yeah. Designer Xboxes and stuff. But the controller's June-themed. and it's- It is lush as well. Mm-hmm. It reminds us of... Um, they did a, an ODST 360 pad. Yes, the and it, it gives a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely better than the popcorn bucket that they've released for the new June movie. Awful. If you've not seen this, look it up. Yeah. <laughs> or don't. <laughs> or don't. Yeah. <laughs> um... Do you want to talk speedruns? I so this is this is an interest. So this is Ubisoft being very cheeky but very clever at the same time. I think so. Prince of Persia, yet to play this, but they were they had uh, some speedrunners um, get involved with some of the QA stuff for, for Prince of Persia, and they offered a ten thousand dollar prize for the person that completed Prince of Persia the quickest. But they watched the speedrunners play the game to find out where they would get all the shortcuts so they could patch them. I so, love, I absolutely. <clears throat> so they paid, you know, they ran a competition for speedrunners, paid the winner, and on the back of that, they got a ton of research to go, right, fix that, fix that. We don't mm. want people doing that. It's it's incredible so because, became, yeah. like, how resourceful, though, for a studio that probably, like, that, that section of Ubisoft probably wasn't given a lot, let's be honest. Mm. And they've done very, very well with what they did have. Mm. But for what, like, a third of someone's salary? Yeah. They've, they've got the loss. <laughs> yeah, more studios should do that. They should because they would, it's good for the, fa- the, the yeah. gamers as well. It's good for the speedrunning community, clever. which will go after any game for a speedrun. Have you ever watched um, IGN's series they do with speedrunners? So the, <laughs> it's quite funny actually. So they'll get some devs on. They'll be like three or four of them, mm-hmm. and it'll be like the devs of Resident Evil Two Remake or something like that. And they'll get a speedrunner on, and they'll they'll speedrun it, and the devs are going. How the fuck are you doing that? It <laughs> <coughs> blown their minds. <laughs> thinking, yeah. have you have you got through that wall? How do you got that? You know, and it's really funny because IGN sort of facilitated mm-hmm. um, the speedrunning's all pre-recorded, and they're just talking like doing like a narrative over the top. Right, right. It's really funny because they're always genuinely surprised and shocked, thinking, 
I bet they go into those sessions. I, I made that. I made that level. <laughs> That's what, what I mean. <laughs> I bet they go into those sessions thinking, ah, they'll never speed run this. Yeah. And then they watch them like clip yeah. through a wardrobe and go, what the, yeah. what the yeah. hell? I watched the, the Half Life 2 one. That was funny. Oh, nice. Um, Halo. Um, which Halo was it? I mean, Halo 5. But yeah, they just get different devs in. And it's just, a really good idea. It's really, really good fun. Really funny. <laughs> Check it out. Definitely. Um, and then. <clears throat> one last thing this is something that you shared and maybe we'll put the link on social of uh, probably the most recognisable voice in games yes I'd agree so this is Peggy 18 <laughs> this chap <laughs> he made himself out he was very sorry for himself but it's not just Peggy 18 it's Peggy 16 yeah, it is yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so this guy he, he put a post up this week about his career in voice acting and People were like, you know, who's this guy? And he said, he, he, he rightly said, you'll know me from Peggy, 18. <laughs> but it turns out he got paid 200 quid to do that. Absolutely That's just a one-off. Like, that is a poor guy. Yeah. He, he deserves more than 200 quid for, for that one-liner. Imagine if he was paid per Peggy. Every 18-rated game trailer ever since, you know, yeah. since that was recorded. On every stage that you've ever watched that. Guy deserves more than two hundred pound, in my opinion. He does, and I felt really sorry for him because all he was asking for was likes on his post. And I, I know, was, yeah. I was like, literally, one like equals one pay. <laughs> like, poor bloke. It's absolutely tragic. That's the man. Pay him his money. Pay him his money. How are you, Peggy? Go and like his, <laughs> go and like his post. Uh, and I think, I think that's it for the news. Yeah, short and sweet, I think, because we're waiting for the bomb to drop. Yeah. So when we come back, and um, we're in a bit of a lull at the minute with some. You know, the big topics. Um, Mario Don- Is Mario Donkey Kong out next week on the Switch? Yeah, have you seen Another? the stop-motion trailer? Very, very cool. It's, it's class. Reminds me of Morph. Yeah, it's lush. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone who hasn't seen that, go go give that a YouTube, because it is properly lush. Yeah, so we've got a few good releases coming up, so we can get sort of stuck in the, what, sort of January, February shape, in terms of biggest games of the year, and review scores yeah. and stuff, so we'll start to get tracking on the releases that are coming out, and hopefully we'll get some more... Update soon in terms of state of plays and directs. We've just had obviously two big events from Xbox and PlayStation. Nintendo, where are you? Hiding. Mm-hmm. Waiting. Yeah, please be excited. Please be excited. <laughs> yeah. But, but not yet. No, well, I'm sure we'll get plenty more news as we go. Um, there might be a few bits and pieces that Carrick might want to discuss when he comes back. Um, he's normally pretty hot on the pulse of some of this stuff. So mm-hmm. um, we'll see. Fair enough. Um, well, that's it for the news. So naturally, we're flying through this episode because there's only two of us, mm-hmm. and normally we've got three opinions to yeah. get out there onto the airwaves. Um, but because I'm old now, I was on Facebook. I was te- well, I'm what? I know, yeah. I was technically looking for a speed sensor for me Jeep <laughs> <laughs> on one of the parts groups. Um, and one of the things that popped up was this gamer survey, and you know it's Facebook because who calls it a gamer survey? Yeah. Um, but it's it's ten questions that. You you just answer truthfully about games, and mm-hmm. I shared it in the group, and we thought, you know what, why not? And it would be really cool if everybody messaged in as you have been doing, um, but with the answers to these questions. So, essentially, you go through one to ten of what is your favorite this, what is your favorite that, mm-hmm. what is your favorite this. Um, and it can be the same multiple times, or it could be different each time. Yeah. Um. So we'll start with number one, which is favorite game. Full stop. That's too. I can't. It why is that number one? It is hard. <laughs> Uh, favorite game of all time, of all time, ever. 
of the lot. Um, <laughs> have you got one? Yeah, you go and I'll have a think. Banjo Kazooie. Really? If and I, uh, here's what I put that down to: if I had to play one game for the rest of my life, yeah, I would never get bored of Banjo Kazooie ever. Right, okay. See, so when when somebody asks me the que- this question, I always go off the how did I feel when I played it for the first time? Right. And because you can't bottle that. No, you can't. And you can't if you play it again for the second or third time, you don't get that feeling again. That's why I put Banjo Kazooie because okay. I know how I feel after the four hundredth time. Yeah, and I still love it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> See, I get that feeling from Halo Combat Evolved when nice, I did when nice, that nice. came out, and Mario sixty four. Oh yeah. Good now there's, there is other games that have done that, but Mario sixty four probably is mm-hmm. up there for me because of the age that I was. At the time that I played it, and it was there was nothing like it. No, literally nothing. No, and then for for anybody at home who hasn't seen this um, fact that we discovered this week, oh yeah, um, this is absolutely horrendous because I immediately wanted to throw my phone out of a window and let me just find the uh, <laughs> where's the what age did you find out that Mario sixty four is viewed from the point of view of Bowser? Um, so when you die. So um, Lagatou follows you around the cloud with the camera on. Is yeah. the idea that Bowser's watching you through that camera, and when you die, that's why you can hear Bowser laughing because mm-hmm. it's like he's watching you on a TV, on CCTV essentially. Yeah. Well, so I remember um, there was such a thing in the UK. I don't know if, even if this was a global magazine called Nintendo Sixty Four Magazine. <laughs> um, and I remember reading that because there's there's a level in Mario Sixty Four where you stand in front of the mirror. Yeah, and I've since always said games have got no excuse because Mario sixty four had perfect reflections back then. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, he was he was there, camera floating above you. Class. You, I mean, you meet it's one of the first mm. characters you meet in the game. He comes right in front okay. of you and has a, a close up, and then buggers off. Can we do this list, this survey again next time? And I'll give you a different answer for question number one yes. because I don't think you don't ever, ever have one answer to that question. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. it's impossible. Um, well, here's here's another easy one. Not. Uh, number two's favourite character. Video game character. Um, probably Master Chief. Yeah, fair enough. Probably Master Chief. Um, he's just badass. Yeah, fair enough. And there's I mean, a lot of them out there you could pick. He's been through it all as well. Yeah. Uh, GLaDOS will probably be up there on the list for me as well. Um, Mario. In Mario Ooh. Super Mario World, boo. <laughs> well, mine's mine's either Luigi or Wario. Oh, really? Yeah. Just for favorite favorite characters, Luigi and Luigi's Mansion is yeah. like peak Nintendo writing for me. I love I love Luigi there. Yeah. That was when we found out who Luigi really was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you know Wario's not had a he's not put a foot wrong. Yeah. Even with these batshit smooth moves and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd, Mario for me is like Pikachu. Mm-hmm. Just default shake. Get off the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a super Luigi 64. <laughs> um, okay, number three. Favourite genre of game? Um, Reaction adventure for me. Fair. Fair. I put a uh, 3D platformer, but with yeah. a question mark because I could have picked a million things there. Mm-hmm. Um, Favourite platform? Whatever. Ever. To your point of favorite game, it's it's at any stage in your life probably the one that made you feel the way you felt. Probably your N sixty four. Nice. Mine's GameCube. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I had a game. I just I think I've mentioned this before. The Super Metroid, the Metroid yeah. Prime GameCube. Lush. Wish I still had it. Yeah, I mean you can pick the discs up. 
quite <clears> easily. <throat> They're not the hardest things in the world if you ever wanted to fill that spot yeah. on the shelf. Um, but Game GameCube for me, I mean, I remember I got it for my birthday the year it came out. Yeah. Um, and I, rem- <laughs> I remember we thought it was a bundle. I'm pretty sure I've told this story before on the podcast. Uh, I, we thought it was a bundle, so we got a console home, plugged it in. <laughs> me and my mom sitting looking going, where's the games? And then, she bless her, back when Granger Games was in the Granger market, in a little stall, flew back and picked up Luigi's Mansion, <laughs> came all the way back. Um, good times. Amazing. But yeah, GameCube's, GameCube's it for me. Um, currently playing, with, you know, we've already talked about that, yeah, so let's yeah. skip through that one, but let us know what you're currently playing. Uh, number six, wish I was playing. I put Bioshock for the first and second and third and fourth time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wish I was playing Half Life Alex. Oh, nice. That's a great shout. What's yeah. happening with that? Valve, are Valve really going to just let it rot on Steam? Surely not. I, I, hope, I hope not. Um, number seven, you can't beat me at. That's a good question. It's a great well. question. You can probably guess what mine's going to be. Halo. Yeah. I, correct. I, I can't beat you at Halo. I've tried in the past. <laughs> um, yeah. In fact, I remember I was on a really good run on, on Halo mm-hmm. and thought I was the absolute dog's bollocks. And then you and me went on uh, <laughs> Team SWAT. Oh, right, okay. And I've never been lower down on the leaderboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I felt like I was being properly shown up. Yeah. I I think once upon a time, you, you probably would have had Gears in that list. Yeah, gear, Gears too. When we used to play Gears multiplayer, you were like shit yeah. hot at Gears. Ge- Gears 2, the reason I was so good at Gears is um, there was five pals who used to play Aye. Gears 2 every single night so without that fail. Man. That era of, of 360 uh-huh. competitive was incredible. Um, Gears 3 every single night, you know, rank 100 mm-hmm, back when that, mm-hmm. they were using the true skill system and all that kind of stuff. Um, just was my game. And the worst part was, I was by far and away the worst person on my team. Uh, by far and away. Me, me pal Mark, who I mention all the time for having mental Mario Maker stats. Oh, yeah. He used to make that shotgun work. Like, I've I've never seen any <laughs> gun work in any game. Um, yeah. But yeah, those were the days. Uh, I put Mario Kart, as you and Carrick found out. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Nobody t- can beat Mario and the game Mario Kart. I don't think it's... I don't, nah. nah. I least, the reason is I used to play um, Wii Online Mario Kart before it got uh-huh. absolutely wrecked by idiots ruining uh-huh. the game. Um, I used to play that at death. Uh, Tekken 2 and Super Smash Bros. Insert which one here. It doesn't matter which. I'll, <laughs> oh, I'll yeah. have the lot. Um, in fact, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, I used to go on Twitch and look at um, like reasonable view count streamers playing Smash Bros. Right. And then get in their lobbies just so I could chin them on their own streams. Mm-hmm. That was like <laughs> stream sniping, but you tell them you're doing it. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, number eight is the first game I played. Whoa. First game I ever played. Um, For me, it's possibly Lemons. Nice. On the Commodore Amiga. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be a toss between that or Bot versus the Space Mutants. Oh, what a game! On the Commodore, so Omega. hard. Mm-hmm. Eat so my shorts. Hard. Eat my <laughs> eat my actual shorts. Um, I, if if you want to go through the Straight Up Games archives, I think episode one, which is the pilot episode, when we had uh, Aye. what were they called, Gash Thrasher, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely hammering drums in the background. Lovely blokes, yeah. very noisy. Yeah. Um, just for context, we did this at a, we hired a, a studio yeah. to record the first episode just to. Well, we sort of working all of this out, and there was there were rehearsal rooms downstairs, and the rooms were noise cancelled. So, yeah, if I mean, you listen, there were it's a bit like the Songbird and Bioshock. You can hear them ever so quietly in the background. 
<laughs> they were lovely blokes, but thrash metal doesn't come across great as ambience on a podcast. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, in that in that first pilot episode, I talked about playing Mortal Kombat. Was my first game because I, I used to play it yeah. in, uh, in the pub on the bar top when I absolutely was too young to be playing it. Mm-hmm. Um, probably nineteen ninety six ish. Um, number nine, first console that I played. Mine was a NES. Yeah, so I had um, yeah NES is probably the first console I played because my first system was the Commodore Amiga mm-hmm. five hundred plus. Nice. Um, first console I owned was probably the NES. In fact, yeah, yeah. Does the Game Boy count? Yeah, I think so. Because arguably, because the NES was given to me, mm. arguably that uh, the Game Boy is the first one that I ever was mine. Yeah. Link's Awakening would have been the first game that I'd played on it. Um, oh, okay, but that was I'd been playing games for Tetris. years before that. So yeah, I had Tetris, mm. but Link's Awakening went in pop straight yeah. away. What's this? I know what Tetris is. I've played that. Yeah, blocks, blocks it's of just, music. It's just blocks. Um, <laughs> And then How did Ubisoft get it so wrong? Was that was that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm foaming about that. It's just blocks. Um, and then number ten is the most Facebook thing you've ever seen. Why I love gaming. And, <laughs> and then you have to give like a six weeks holidays essay about <laughs> why why you love gaming. Uh, I I, th- I think games tell a story that you can't get out of a film. Mm-hmm. Because watching a film is very one dimensional. Yeah. And there's a you know. Films are great, but I think with video games, it's it's two dimensional because you are the stories you can get whether it's a blockbuster AAA release or it's a an indie title that's got ten people have made it. Everybody's there's so many different stories to tell yeah. in video games, and some of it can be down to interpretation, like you can in films. But I think the fact that you play the role of a character makes you feel more engrossed in what's going on in the, in a story if, if that's the type of game that you play mm-hmm. when you like genres like I do it's the, there's no better feeling than playing like were well, you just done playing through Bioshock yeah probably letting the story just take uh-huh. hold of you uh, I mean like f- for me <clears throat> growing up and uh, even now you tell people you play video games and it's like oh god there's like Weird. not a stigma <laughs> but like there's something attached to that that, that uh-huh. makes people think a certain way if they don't play video games but give me control of the main character over sitting on my ass, melting my brain in front of some terrible TV show any day. Oh yeah, hundred like percent. You're thinking about it. You're you're trying yeah. to solve the puzzles, and even in a game that doesn't have puzzles, you know, you the cogs are turning because you have to do the things to make the other stuff happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, there's no beating that. Um, no. Like I read a lot, and yet still play games mm-hmm. because games for me is the one way that you can actually take control of what's going on. Yeah. Um, and like like books, like films, in a way. Um, each person interprets things very differently. To the like, if you were to close your eyes now, having not played a game that gets mentioned in conversation, mm-hmm. you will have different memories of that to the person who is talking about it. Yeah, different ways that you might have felt while you were playing it. Um, different memories of different characters that might have resonated with you more. I just think that's lush, lush about games. I think as well with it, like if you if you compare it to movies, so when a film comes out of the cinema. Every film has its through June's doing it at the minute. It's promotional activity. People are excited. They go to the cinema, and you sit in the cinema with hundreds of other people watch the film. Playing a game is a very personal experience because you, you'll go to the shop in the olden days. <laughs> nice. Buy the disc, Bring come home, back. and put on your console and play it and sat and play it in your own sort of, in your own space, in your own time. Yeah. Enjoying it by, on your, by yourself. And I think there's something magic to that that you just don't get 
going to the cinema and watching the, watching the film mm-hmm. as a comparison. Because, and then when you look at like the stuff that we talk about in the industry about all the stuff that all the buzz and the hype that goes around it all, there's no other medium does that as well as video games do because of the brand alignment that people have, the 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 hype trains that people create through community engagement and stuff. It's just it's not the same as anything else. No, it's not. No one. And when you've been to these events. You've actually, like, I've been to E3 and seen it and witnessed it firsthand. Do you mm-hmm. think when it was good, when E3 was a thing? <laughs> yeah. The last good one you got yeah. to see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it just doesn't, you don't get that with other me- um, mediums of entertainment. It just doesn't exist. Well, it, yeah. it exists in bits and pieces, but um, but you become attached to franchises and characters and music and whatever. You, know, you, you hear a song from a game from when you were a kid and it'll just throw you back in time. Yeah, and you get that. You do get that from movies and TV shows, one hundred percent. But typically, they'll they'll be used elsewhere unless yeah. it's original. And um, even then, it's probably not the mm. same as it is with with games. But I could probably name more games from my childhood than films that made me childhood. Like the yeah. films that I went to see, like Jurassic, I went to see Jurassic Park in the cinema as a kid, and like it blew mm-hmm. me head. Like it's the best to this day is the best film I've ever seen in the cinema because mm-hmm. it blew me mind. But thinking back, like if I hear. The title music for Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario World, that it just rewinds yeah. you back in time to start playing on Super there. Nintendo, yeah? Mm-hmm. It, it, and, or like, it might be Blur Song 2 at Gran Turismo, just throws <laughs> you back in time and they're playing GBA at yeah. Gran Turismo. So you get these attachments as well to the nostalgic feel that games have. And some mm-hmm. stuff doesn't age very well, and we've witnessed that. But Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a good talking point. It's a shame to see he's not here to talk about this. Yeah, I feel like it would all be a little we'll bit ask him, We'll grill him when he comes back. Yeah, we will. I think he might still be hungover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He'd be on his he, own he, pile he'll, of shame. He'll still be in Prague. <laughs> <laughs> he forgot to come home. The hangover part four. <laughs> How many hangovers has there been? Who knows? Anyway, um, yeah, Lush, let us know. You know mm-hmm. why, why do you play after all this time? <laughs> it would be nice to know because it, it is different for everyone and I think that's, that's the special thing. Um. Let's talk about the pile of shame. So, reminder that each week we run down through um, IGN's top 100 video games of all time in reverse order, and we talk about whether we've played them or not. If we have, then we'll have a little chat. Probably get a little bit teary-eyed if it's a good one. (laughs) Uh, Or absolutely slated if it's not. (laughs) And we are up to number 69. Nice, 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 nice. <laughs> and uh, this week, it is Splinter Cell Chaos Theory. Oh, yes. Now, I wish Carrot was here, because this is good on my pile of shame. Is it? It is. I've played the first two Splinter Cells, but not that oh, one. Oh, Mickey. But just for the record, Lee Carrick does not play Tom Clancy games. At all. <laughs> that Brilliant. He's vetoed Tom Clancy games from his... <laughs> vetoed. <laughs> vetoed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mr. Carrick and Tom Clancy have got some issues to work out, but he's always been like that. He's yeah. always been, Clancy's not for me. Fair enough. <sighs> Knows what he likes and likes what he does. Chaos Theory is un- unbelievable. When that game came out, so here's a story for you. I remember um, Official Xbox Magazine did a run where it came with a Chaos Theory demo disc on the front of the magazine. Remember them? I do. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot. Those are the days. And... As part of this promotion, they did a speedrun um, competition. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Yeah. Are we going full circle on the news <laughs> here? Was there a 10 Ubisoft grand prize? Ubisoft speedruns. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, I, yeah, naturally, I'm sure their magazine sales went through the ceiling because it was yeah. the third game in the Splinter Cell series. 
the previous two games were, you know, highly acclaimed. And I remember buying the magazine, get me disc, and it goes, and being absolutely blown away by the visuals of Chaos Theory because it was a, it had taken it like a step beyond with the graphics. And the demo was, you pull up into a under like some rocks on a on a on a beach at night on a rubber dinghy, and I remember seeing all the reflections and the rain like pouring down the cliffside. And you've got your goggles on, and you climb up the, the side of the cliff, and you get into like an enemy encampment, and the tents are like blown in the wind, and you can see all the rain. And like back then, this is like this is this is insane. Like this is. Can, can I just take one back to it exactly go why you play video games? Yeah, I'm sorry, but no one's talking about films like that. Nah. Like when <laughs> you haven't played Splinter Cell Chaos Theory in how long? Probably since oh, it came out. Yeah, and nah. yes. There yeah. it was, scene for scene <laughs> on a demo disc yeah. in a free in a magazine. Came free. Aye, that's it. <laughs> um, so I played through the demo and I thought, and I read, I was reading the magazine and I read the competition. I was like, I'm having this. Yeah. So I played it solidly for weeks, just getting quicker and quicker and quicker the speed run. And you you had to video it. Mm-hmm. Now back then on what exactly Sony camcorder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you just yeah? Can you draw what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Set your camcorder up. Um, so you had a video you're playing doing the playthrough but you had nothing to benchmark it against because you couldn't go online and see what people had submitted as their their entries so you thought well I've just got to get as quick as I possible you've got to beat yourself yep so just constantly over and over and over again and I submitted me time and I was fourth you had to come top three (laughs) yeah bloody hell yeah well done I know I've got nothing to show for it but hey you've just told the podcast (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant. So, yeah. Uh, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like, just, uh, just restart. Restart. Every yeah. time I made a mistake or tripped up or whatever it might have been. You Reminds just... us of doing um, Mile High Club on College of Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, similar concept, but you just, you you knew, I knew all the enemy's movements, every single frame, frame by frame, I knew exactly what I was doing. Um, and I'd sort of write, well, can I do this bit slightly quicker? And um, But I had nothing. I couldn't go online and watch YouTube to figure out how people See would the do, best it. Way just, to do it. Yeah. Um, as if, That's yeah. Superb. So I thoroughly enjoyed myself doing that. I wish I still had that demo disc. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be able to pick it up cheap because a lot yeah. of uh, a lot of the Xbox ones are like just fodder now. They just get mm-hmm. packaged in with mm-hmm. other stuff. So why didn't you play Chaos Theory after you played I'm the other two? Sure. Because um, I love Sam Fisher and I love Splinter Cell. Yeah. And they announced a little while ago about a little a lot of while a lot while ago. Yeah. Um, about a new Splinter Cell. I was over the moon. Yeah. Um, because I love I love Sam Fisher. I think he's an incredible mm-hmm. character. Um, Michael Ironside, yeah, um, I, and and I, yeah, I don't know why. I, I would assume something else was out at the time, and that. Yeah, my I attention. remember when Splinter Cell got revealed initially. It was in a magazine again. You, it's like a what's this espionage game that Xbox have got? And mm-hmm. back then, Metal Gear Solid was king yeah. and Hitman, <clears throat> and they released this game. Well, it was in the previews, and there was a you could just see this shadowy figure with you know, his arms and legs propped against two walls with yeah. these the three dots and. I remember seeing the screenshots, thinking, this looks amazing. What Splinter Cell, who's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those, th- those three dots are iconic. Because, like, if you think of um, the 360 era, just of, like, those three dots being the achievement yeah. icons or the pro- those yeah, profile yeah. pictures you could use and stuff like that. Um, but now they're just making them as skins in other games. Yeah. Sam Fisher is, is way more valuable than just skins in What's happening with games? that new don't Splinter Cell? Know. Don't know. Everybody wants to know, but we don't know. Yikes. If you make the new split, sell that one, no man. Yeah, just just let one know it's still going. Uh, I just want hope. 
Hope and hope. <laughs> can't hope. Um, unfortunately, it's Skull and Bones for you. Ah. <laughs> I've uninstalled it. <laughs> oh, no, really? <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Never mind. It's gone. Um, well, that's a pile of shame. Let us know if you played Splinter Cell Chaos Theory. Um, mm. And that's pretty much it. It is. Being sad without Carrick. Um, yeah. Enjoy the meal. Enjoy Prague. See you next time. We'll see you you enjoy you. Bahrain. I will. I'll enjoy waiting for you to come back. <laughs> uh, just come and do this on your own. Just do a monologue. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll just do a monologue of all of Andrew Ryan's speeches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and probably have the best time I've ever had. Um, but yeah, that's it for us this week. Uh, we'll see you a week after next. Yeah. Um, we'll be back. Hopefully after that we've got some big, big news, big chunky news to talk about. Big loaded uh, show. Remember them? Big loaded show. We'll bring that back. Um yeah. But until until then, <laughs> Nelly, <laughs> Nelly fluffed it. Nelly fluffed it as we were closing out. Um, until then, I've been Mickey. This has been Graham. See you later. That hasn't been Carrick. Nah. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>